Well, praise the Lord, and we praise him for his presence in this place. Uh, thank you for your prayers. As you know that this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May, and grief is a part of mental health. And I want to just once again say to you, thank you for your prayers. Prayer is also a part of healing when it comes to mental health. I've always believed this, that is, you need to do a lot of things after you pray, but you can't do anything until you pray. And the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16, it is the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person that accomplishes much. So we as a family, a green family, thank you for your prayers. Now, let's get into the word. First Chronicles chapter 2, verse 1, and First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 1 and 9. Verses 1 and 9, and those are in the New Living Translation. And then we're going to go to First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10 in the King James Version. It says this, The sons of Israel, that is Jacob, were Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 9. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobel. Verse 9, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had caused her so much pain. Verse 10, King James Version says this, New King James Version says this, and Jabez, whose name means sorrowful, full of sorrow, called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And it ends with this, and God granted Jabez's request. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, a, pandem a pandemic prayer that's the series we're going on, this A Pandemic Prayer, part two. I want to talk to you about asking the Lord in prayer to bless me, to bless me. Let's bow our heads. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now that you will speak to our hearts, open our hearts, reveal to us the word of the Lord, speak a precise word for where we are today. We need to hear from you, Holy Spirit, not Brian Green. We need to hear from you in Jesus' name, amen. Now, as we're proceeding with the Word of God, I want to talk to those of, our, those of you who are part of our Sunday school classes. Sunday school students, hey, how y'all there? Give me a thumbs out, Sunday school kids. All right, I got a surprise for you. I got a prize right here, as you know. And so the first one who will uh, email the address below these answers you will get this gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. Now, here is the question. Are you ready? Drum roll. From last week, we discovered that there were three places uh, that Jesus rode his donkey to. Three places. The first place begins with a P. The second place begins with a T, as in towel. And the third place begins with a C, okay? PTC, he drove the donkey to three places. So if you remember them, the first one who emails the address on the chat site or the address below, you will get this gift card. 
Amen. Now, I want to talk to you about what the word blessed means. I believe that one of the most neglected prayers of the believer is the prayer of God, I'm asking you to bless me, and not simply to bless me, but understanding what you mean when you ask the Lord to bless you. And I want to encourage you so, uh, to, to, to incorporate this in one of your prayers. So uh, there are three definitions that I want to talk to you about what the word blessed means. Uh, the first definition is a, is a uh, old English word called bledsian, bledsian, B-L-E-D-S-I-A-N, uh, that is derived from an old German word, uh, blodison, B-L-O-D-I-S-O-N. You don't have to remember those words, but uh, those are the definitions that we're going to talk about. The second uh, definition of the word bless is, a, is actually the Hebrew word barak, as in Barack Obama. That's right. His name means blessed, so we'll talk about that Hebrew definition of the word blessed. And then we're going to talk about a, another definition of the word blessed that I learned from a, uh, a, a ministry called uh, FFI of Family Foundations International. So we're going to talk about those three definitions, and then we're going to uh, tie this up with one point that, that, that uh, Jabez stood on so that he could get blessed. And then I'm trusting that as I relate to you and end with a story, I am praying that you will understand that you have a right to be blessed. You don't have to beg off for a blessing. You have a right to be blessed. Amen? If you understand me, put the thumbs up. Okay, so the first definition of the word blessed uh, I want to talk to you, first of all, about our English word blessed so that you understand what, why when you ask God to bless you, if you understand what the word blessing means, it works. The word bless, our English word bless, is an old, is a old English word, bledsian, which means to consecrate by a religious rite, to make holy, or to give thanks. It is from a German, a German word, bladsian, uh, bladsian rather, which means to hallow with blood or to mark with blood. So I want to work a little bit with this definition, to mark with blood, to mark with blood. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but in the future, I want to let you know that when we're asking God to bless us, we're really saying to God, God, I am asking you to give me all that was purchased. Look, watch this, through the blood of Jesus. Oh my, oh my. So, so we understand that we're ask, when we're asking God to bless us, we're asking God to give us something based on grace. I believe uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Brother Cameron shared about what grace is in the Bible study on uh, two Tuesdays ago. And so the Bible talks about the fact that, and I like, I like uh, it's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. It says, by grace are you saved through faith, not of your works. It is the gift of God so that 
nobody gets to boast, or I like the uh, message translation says, no one gets to brag. So our blessings are purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ so we don't get to brag about how blessed we are because we didn't purchase it. His blood purchased it. But again, of course, when we're thinking about the word blessed, we're talking about marked by blood, and we'll talk about what that means a little bit later. Secondly, another definition of the word blessed is the word barak, barak. And the word barak means to bend the knee or to worship. And so when Jabez was saying, because he's talking uh, basically using the, the Hebrew, he, he's saying, bless me indeed. In other words, he's saying, Lord, bend your knee. What, what, what do you mean, Lord, bend your knee? In other words, most of us if you, uh, who have children, what we would do many times is if the children's like, no, mommy, daddy, help me, help me. Usually what we would do is that we will bend our knees and then we will grab the child and lift the child up. And, what, and so when we're saying, God bless me, we're saying, God, I'm asking you to meet me where I am and lift me up to where you are. Bend your knee. Come and help me. Jesus Christ, that's what he did. He came from heaven down to earth. He, it was the Lord bending his knee to bless us. That's why the Bible says that our access into the presence of God occurred when the, the veil that separated us from God was torn from the top down, not, the, not from the bottom up, meaning that we could not open the veil into the presence of God. Jesus had to come down. He, he, was, he, he was God bending his knee. To, to separate what was separating us from the presence of God. And so when I ask God to bless me, I'm saying, God, Jesus, I, I need you to bend your knee. I need you to, to worship me. Now, when I mean worship, I'm not saying, you know, God make me a God. Again, what am I saying? Worship simply means this, to put in a position of worth to put in a position of value. And so, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. So right now, Jabez is feeling worthless. And he's saying, God, I have no worth unless you put me in a position of worth. The Bible says in the book of Romans, when we were enemies, when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. All of our worth is simply because of Jesus. So when you're saying, God, bless me, put me in a position of worth. If you understand what I'm saying, can you say amen by giving that thumbs up? And finally, so you're saying, bless me, mark me with blood. When you're saying, bless me, put me, bend your knee and, and assist me. Lift me up to the place where I, I belong. Uh, there's an old-time hymn that says, Lord, lift me up to higher ground. And, and, and so, 
So often we feel low and broken, but God wants to lift us up if we would ask him to bless us. And then uh, this third definition of the word bless, I, I like what uh, FFI, uh, Family Foundation International, many of us have gone through their, their training called Blessing Generations or their ministry called Blessing Generation, one of the modules. And the word bless means to empower, to succeed. So when you're saying, so when we say to somebody, may the Lord bless you, what we're saying is we want God to empower you to succeed. That's why when we, when we end our services like we will uh, this service, and I give you a closing blessing based on Numbers chapter 6, uh, uh, when, uh, verses, I think it's 20 to 26, around there, uh, I, 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 am I am asking God to empower you to have a successful week. So that's, that's what it means to bless. Now, why is this so important? The reason why this is so important is because you have this person named Jabez who, whose life is based, his name is based on an experience that his mom went through. I don't know what kind of pain his mom went through. I don't know what kind of circumstances she went through. But as I've indicated to you before, there, that there are two reasons. Names are prophetic. Names uh, roll out a person's destiny. And, and there's two reasons why a person would give a person another, their child a name. First of all, they give the child a name based on the prophetic destiny of that child. And so, uh, as I've said many times, uh, Jesus' name was named Jesus or uh, Joshua, which means the Lord is salvation. Why? Because his role in life is to rescue people from their sin. And then you have names that are based on an experience that a person went through. So they want to be reminded of the experience. And so you have the other Joseph in the book of Genesis who was sold into slavery. Wonderful, wonderful lesson that Sister Laureen gave on at the Tuesday night uh, Bible study talking about the different steps and the different challenges that Joseph, the son of Jacob, had to go through. And so uh, Joseph's name prophetically means, may the Lord add to me. And so now he's in Egypt and you, you know, you know the whole story. Hopefully you know the story about how he was in Egypt, sold into slavery. And after 14 years, he went from being a slave. He went from prison to being the prime minister of the entire nation of Egypt, one of the most powerful nations in the world. He is second in charge to Pharaoh, and he's so blessed that he has two children that he wants to mark these two children. Uh, he wants to give them names to remind him of what happened to him. So the first child he names uh, Manasseh, which in Hebrew means to forget. In other words, he says, God has blessed me so much that he's caused me to forget what I've gone through. And, I, and, and I, I'm going to speak over you right now that many of you, you're going to be called Manasseh. Mm, this is a good word right here. What do you mean, Bishop? God is going to so bless you after this coronavirus pandemic. 
God is going to bless you so much after this COVID-19 pandemic. I, it may be a few months. It may be 10 years. I don't know. But he's going to bless you so much that you're going to forget the pain that you're going through during this season. That's a bad word right there. Come on, let's lift our hands and thank you. Give him praise on credit. Thank you, Lord, that I received that word, that you're going to cause me to forget. Why are you going to cause me to forget? Because he named his second child uh, Ephraim. And I may have the names reversed, but he named his the other child Ephraim, which means doubly blessed. So I am so blessed. I have gotten such a double blessing that God has made me forget what I've gone through. So open your hands up right, right now. Open your hands up right now and say, Lord, I receive double for my trouble. Oh, yeah, double for my trouble. That's what Job, read it, read it. The last chapter of Job, he received double. Again, James talks about it in James chapter 5. He says, consider how Job, consider the end of Job. Mm, consider the end of this pandemic. There's going to be double from the Lord for your trouble. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So let's keep going. So this man, Jabez, he, he is cursed with this name by his mother who says, basically, I'm going to name you sorrowful, meaning you cause me pain, meaning uh, I'm full of sorrow because of you, or possibly it could be, I am sorry I even had you. Could you imagine going through life and people ask you, what's your name? My name means sorrow. My name means pain. And so finally, he says, how do I get out of this destiny of pain, this destiny of ruin? How, how can I get out of this? And he understands that the way I can get out of this is to pray to the God of Israel. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. But what causes him to pray? What causes him to pray? pray? And and. I believe that Jabez realized who he descended from. Mm. I'm talking about generational blessings. I'm talking about know, mm, knowing your spiritual DNA. See, let me read for you something that I, I, I never realized this because it seemed like this story of Jabez is in the midst of all these genes all these uh, names that are part of a genealogy and the genealogy of David. And, and, and I'm saying, why is this story in the midst of this? And then for the first time, I mean, I've read this, I've read this story, this scripture, because it's not really a story. It's only two scriptures so many times. And the Lord opened my eyes up to this. He said, Brian, read Jabez's genealogy. Mm. Well, first of all, Jabez's genealogy starts with Abraham. And, and, and the Bible talks about Abraham having, an, remember, I said that the word bless means to mark with blood. Well, Abraham has a covenant with God, and it is a covenant in blood. Genesis chapter 17, he gets circumcised which, of course, involves a whole lot of blood. But the point is, is that God says to Abraham, I'm going to use you to bless the whole earth. So in Jabez's DNA is the right to be blessed because of Abraham. 
Oh, glory to God. Now, let me keep going. I didn't, I never saw this before. Jay, my God, Jabez is a descendant of Judah. Of Judah, not Reuben, who was cursed, not Simeon, who was cursed, not Levi, who was cursed originally by Jacob. He is a descendant of Judah. And if you read uh, the power of a father's blessing, you have Jacob, who is now Israel. He is blessing his 10 children at the uh, uh, in Genesis chapter 49, he, he is blessing them because he himself knows how the power of blessing changed his life when he got Esau's blessing from his father Isaac. Are you following me? So he goes to bless his children. As I told you, he curses Reuben. He, so Reuben, who was the oldest, should have got the double blessing. He curses Reuben. He curses uh, uh, Simeon. He curses Levi. And then when he gets to Judah, he gives Judah the elder son blessing. And this is what he says over Judah. He says, Judah, your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck and all your relatives will bow before you. Verse 10, the scepter, that is the power, the authority will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from his, oh my goodness, from his descendants, from his descendants. In other words, Jabez, you are a descendant of Judah, so the scepter of rulership, not, your life should not be full of sorrow, your life should be full of the authority of God. He says, until the until the coming of the one who we know later to be Jesus Christ, to whom the scepter belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. My goodness. Then verse 11, uh, Judah ties his fowl, fowl to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robe in the blood of grapes. So again, this is the blessing that Jacob gives to Judah. Are you following me so far? Then Moses also, just before they're about to cross into the promised land, he, 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 he speaks from Deuteronomy, which simply means a second law. He is preparing a generation, a new generation, a Joshua generation, to cross over the Jordan into the place, into the promises of God. Tell somebody that's me. Tell them that's me. That's, I'm crossing through. I'm, cro I'm, I'm going through. They didn't go over. They went through the Jordan. I'm going through Corona. I'm going, I'm going through this crisis with Christ is. I'm going through to my place of promise. And so he, so Moses, the man of God, prophesies over Judah and says these words. This is the blessing that the man of God pronounced on the Israelites before his death. Verse 7, and this he said about Judah. Hear, Lord, the cry of Judah. Oh, my goodness. See, this is what, this is what Jabez remembered. He said, he said, I'm a descendant of Judah, and Moses, the man of God, said, if I pray, God will hear my prayers. So he says, hear the cry of Judah, bring him to his people. 
with his own hands. He, the Lord, defends his cause. Oh, be Judah's help against his foes. What am I saying? I'm saying that that Jabez, when he he understood, I am a direct descendant of Abraham. I am a I am I belong to the tribe of Judah, which means the Lord be praised. I, I, I'm a descendant of a blessed tribe. To make matters even more positive, uh, uh, Jabez belonged to a clan called the Caleb Calebites. He he not Caleb so much. Uh, who was in Joshua, but but he was of a clan called the Calebites, and 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 the name Caleb means dog, and you may say, well, what's the what's the deal about the dog? The, the fact is is that a dog is tenacious. A dog, it, you, you know, we've had a dog. Our dog was called Ebony. Uh, he was a white dog. No, calling a kid. <laughs> it was a black dog, and my dog Ebony. Uh, when you try to take Ebony's bone, you could literally lift the bone with Ebony holding on to the bone. And my point is, is that Jabez held on to God and said, God, you're going to bless me and I'm going to hold on till the blessing comes. Hallelujah. I say all that to say that there are blessings that are generational and that will mark your life. As I was searching for all the blessings and prophetic words that were over my life, because first Timothy chapter one, verse 18 says, do warfare with the, with the prophecies that were spoken over your life. And I had a number of prophecies from December 2015 up to last week prophecies about there's an Abrahamic blessing upon my life. And so I was looking at all the prophecies and playing them, and I found a blessing from my dad. And I'm going to play it for you. My dad, as you know, has Alzheimer's, and, and, and on March, on March 8th, 2012, the Lord told me, go over your dad's house, and get his blessing for your life. And I was like, God, that doesn't make sense. My father has Alzheimer's. And the Lord says, well, your dad may have Alzheimer's, but the Holy, Do but the Holy Ghost doesn't have Alzheimer's. <laughs> I was like, okay, God. So I went and I said to my dad, I said, Dad, I, I want you to bless me. And of course, because you know the Alzheimer's with his, his thinking and his mind, he was like, he, he didn't understand. So I said, I said Dad, I want you to pray over me. And so I bowed down in front of him and I had my hands out and he was sitting on the couch and he began to prophesy over me for five minutes. And I wanna, pray, play, I wanna play for you the first, four, the first two minutes, only a minute and 57 seconds of that prophecy. So why don't you listen with me as my father blessed me back in 2012.
the greater. And so, Lord, you're sending him on a mission. A mission already known of God and approved of God, whichever way he speaks into his heart. As he examines the work that is before him, it's the work of the field, he's reminded that the fields are white for harvest. And in reaching the decision in his own soul that this is harvest time, yes, God says he's going to lengthen his borders. He's going to take them to places that he had never even thought existed. The places will not only be high places, but it'll be low places. High is to see the impossibilities of God as man sees it. The low places is the humbleness of meeting God's requirements, regardless of how high the Lord takes him into what palaces he places him but he has to remember that everything is extolled, extended to him by God's grace humbleness is what is needed now you're taking him to places that we of this area have never seen or experienced the doors that have been opened to him. The power of a father's blessing. You may say, what's the big deal? My father went on to say, Lord, humble Brian and get him ready for what you're about to do. When I looked at the date of that blessing that my father gave me, I realized that one week later, are you hearing me? One week after he gave this blessing to prepare Brian for what I'm about to do, the owner of our building at 345 Washington Street, sorry, two weeks later, texted me and said, Brian, I'm dropping the price of 345 Washington Street by $700,000. Do you want to buy it now? That's how we got 345 Washington Street. And then on top of that, on December 31st, 2012, the same year my father gave the prophecy, that's when we secured the offer to purchase the building that I'm in right now. We got two buildings the same year my father blessed me. What am I saying? I'm saying that's why at the end of every service, I bless you as the father of this house. And I want to challenge you fathers. When's the last time you blessed your children? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about saying a prayer. I'm talking about speaking prophetically into their lives. We may, well, what would, I've never done that before. We'll try something new. Bless their future. Bless, bless the spouse that you want them to have, even if they're only three and four. Begin to bless your child. Why? 
because number one, the blessings are marked by the blood of Jesus. Number two, the blessings is asking God to bend his knee on behalf of those who you want to see succeed. And number three, your blessings, your word. Um, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 and 22 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Are you blessing your children? Husbands, are you blessing your wife, wives? Wives, are you blessing your, no, your children and your husband? Even Jesus Christ says in the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, bless those who curse you. Bless those who, who wrongfully use you. So I want to encourage you. Begin to pray this pandemic prayer. Lord, bless me indeed. And I want to encourage you, if God can send blessings through you to other people, he will send blessings to you. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your word. We have a right to be blessed. Many of us think that this pandemic is going to destroy their lives. But Lord, we're going to pray like Joseph prayed. I'm so grateful for what Sister Laureen shared. Joseph said that which his brothers meant for evil, God is going to work out for his good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, and we know all things work together for good. So as every head is bowed and every eyes closed, if you want your life to turn out good, then you need to ask a good God into your life. Father, I pray right now for every individual to hear my voice. If you don't, never ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Ask him, Jesus, even during this pandemic, I'm asking you right now, come into my heart. I admit that I'm a sinner. Jesus, save me from my sin and make me a child of God. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you made that prayer, if you ask Jesus to come into your heart, I encourage you, to get in touch with us on the address on our website, ptspice.org, and we'll make sure that we connect with you in your walk with God. God bless you, and I want to end this service with a blessing. Many of you have heard the song, the blessing that has been uh, made by uh, Bethel, and it's been going around the world, the UK blessing and Hawaii, uh, churches in Hawaii saying the blessings. And it's all based on this one scripture, Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. I want you to bow your heads and I want you to put your hands out. Usually I give you an elonged version of this as I broke down some of these words, but I'm going to read it straight from the scripture this time. The Lord spoke to Moses, again, the man of God, saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, these are the priests, saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel and you shall say to them these words, 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance that his, his face, his presence upon you. And the Lord give you his peace, his shalom. So shall the priest put my name upon the people of Israel, or the people of God's church. And the Lord says, and I will bless them. And everybody say, I received that blessing. God bless you and have a fantastic, marvelous week in the blessed Lord who we serve. Amen.